Shaka Man sold this to Friskies. No, dude. If you're if you're in a Friskies commercial, like you're still pretty fucking thug. <laughs> uh, if you're on a fucking what's the fancy dog food? Imes. Imes you sold out. Nickel, no, Nickelback does Imes. I think once you get to wait, they actually did do a dog commercial. Fucking oh, they did. They did fuel, right? Yeah, they did yeah. fuel. So yeah, I take that back. <laughs> oh fuck. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number nine. Uh, Art and Jacob do America. Uh, we have a re- reoccurring guest. Uh, it's Ben Jammin for a second episode. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> it's Rocky. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, I think you're like fucking uh, Tom Hanks now on Saturday Night Live. You, you had the most appearances on this podcast, <laughs> man. I yes, feel like sir. I need to get you a jacket or something. Yeah, Letterman jacket. I need to get a spot on the show. <laughs> well, I can't pay you yet, man. We ain't got no sponsors. For free. <laughs> I'll do it for free. Damn, that's what I like to hear. So anyways, Deftones, Phantom Bride. Phantom Bride. We're sponsored by Phantom Bride. The official podcast of Phantom Bride. <laughs> and Del Taco. Damn. Alright, so this podcast we're going to be talking about uh, our fucking concert experience watching Metallica and uh, all of our pregame rituals at the, our potential sponsor, uh, Grill Em All. So uh, sit back, relax, and take off your pants. All right, so uh, let's talk about this uh, this uh, epic fucking journey to the center of the world. <laughs> what time did you wake up, dude? I fucking I, I didn't go to bed, dude. Like I, I went I tried to go to bed like at ten, like a good boy and shit. Yeah. And um, I knew I was like, all right, I'm gonna wake up early. I'm gonna get some breakfast in my stomach, and then fucking I'm gonna drink like seven rock stars. <laughs> and fucking <laughs> bed. <laughs> Ben, the resident DJ over here, playing Fight Fire with Fire, yeah. getting us all in the mood and shit. Uh, no, but I woke up all super early, man. I was just excited, dude. Like just naturally, dude. Like just woke up like at five in the morning and uh, just was ready, waiting for you guys to get here and shit. So, what about you, man? I woke up. I don't remember what time did we initially say we we're gonna leave? Like nine, eight thirty. Okay, so then I woke up like at six or some shit like that. So I woke up at six and I was like. All right, these guys are probably gonna be lagging, so I'm gonna I'm just go get some Gatorades, cause I I think we all knew it was gonna be fucking hot that day, and it was gonna be intense. So I was like, all right, you know it's early in the morning. I want to get all of my grocery shopping done, get my Gatorades going. And I just want to preface this with like my first experience watching Metallica. I think I was, it was I was 18 years old. I just graduated high school, and I saw them at the Olympic Coliseum um, in downtown LA. Or wherever the freaking Olympic Coliseum is by USC, and fucking, I remember just almost dying. One from dehydration, and then two from like almost getting like suffocated by like ninety thousand fucking three hundred pounds, six foot eight Metallica fans and shit. So I was warning these guys, I was like, dudes, fucking hydrate, fucking carb up, like it's gonna be a fucking long ass fucking day, and I don't want y'all motherfuckers dying tonight, cause I almost did back in 03 and shit. Yeah, so I was hearing all those stories all week long, and especially the night before, because the night before we had just recorded the episode for the movie review episode, and so, like, right after we got done recording it, uh, Jacob was telling me his story about about seeing Metallica and how intense the Metallica fans are, and then Ben was telling me stories, and I was like, fuck, we're, like, YouTubing videos of, like, how hey, the but stage... my first experience, though, wasn't even crazy. They had crazy bands on there, but 
I think that was like one of the most common shows I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. San Jose, like there was, it was because there was like so much space to even mosh at that show. Yeah, because that's when they had the stage like in the middle yeah, of the arena like the, and shit. In the middle, so like where our spot was was really small. There was moshing on the other ends. Well, actually, on only one end there was moshing. It was more of like a spectacle, like oh shit, like I'm seeing one of the biggest bands in the world. And at oh, that, where was that at? That was in San Jose. Yeah, oh. the HP Pavilion or whatever. It's yeah. now the SAP Center. Yeah, where the sharks. Oh play. yeah, yeah. I was just the there. Shark Tank. Um, but yeah, that that one was cool because like everyone that had general admission, I mean, you're pretty much front row, so there wasn't like a lot of pandemonium going on. Like, uh, like Ben said, it was more of a spectacle because they had like flying caskets like in the fucking thing and like lasers and shit, like it was Pink Floyd. But this one, they went back to fucking just being like old school. Like it's a we're gonna fill up a whole football arena. We're gonna be on one side of the football field, and everybody's gonna be pushing to get to the front. So. I knew this was, it was gonna be crazy, and like I said before, the first time I saw him, I fucking almost died, man. Yeah. So this is gonna be my first time seeing him, and so I was pretty pumped about it. Um, but I was pretty exhausted at, at this point already because me and Ben had already seen USC Nine Schnells like the Wednesday before, or like two weeks prior, and then we went to FYF the weekend before, and I was like, well, fuck, man, like a third show, three shows in two weeks. So, like, my body was already a little bit, like, exhausted from it. So, I was like, oh, I'm going to need to really hydrate. And the Pedialyte, <laughs> like, just, like, get my body ready, get, get my electrolytes in order. So, yeah, that was basically my morning. I think uh, Ben picked me up, and then Ben started driving towards L.A. <laughs> and then we went with Nick, too. Like, I've oh, yeah. never hung out with Nick before. Um, I think I met him at that Nine Inch Nails show, like, literally, like, that Wednesday. And... I think you met him before, though. Really? You've met him, like, at Anthony's house. They've had, like... Oh, yeah, like, watching, like, WrestleMania and shit? That or, like, uh, UFC. He's gone through a couple times. I'm, like, so in the zone, like, when it's fucking, like, wrestling or fucking UFC that it's just, like, fuck everything else, man. I'm, like, tunnel vision (laughs) and shit. (laughs) I think that was the first time I met him at Nine Channels. He was cool, dude. Yeah, he's cool, cool, dude. Good addition. And, like, this is, like, always, like, the core group. Like, when we see concerts or whatever, like, I always feel like... My first two people I reach out to is, like, Art and Ben. It's because, like, I feel like we're always on the same wavelength. We are veterans. We know how to do this. We wake up early. We show up there. Uh, We're always first in line. We're always on the rail. We're always getting souvenirs. Like, we know how to play this game and shit. So it's just, like, I was excited for this because it's, like, you've never seen Metallica before. I've seen Metallica with you before, but I was like, dude, you got to see him like this, like in a fucking football stadium coliseum. status. Man. Yeah, stadium at the Rose Bowl. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Rose Bowl <laughs> coliseum, baby. <laughs> like, who does stadiums nowadays, man? Only like the fucking biggest bands in the world: Metallica, Guns N' Roses, Rolling Stones, maybe. Rolling Stones. That, that's what we've literally talked about that the night before. We we're like, besides the Rolling Stones and Metallica. I don't think anyone fills it, like, just with their name alone. No. Like, that's it. It's Rolling Stones and Metallica. Everything else is like, yeah, but you gotta have some pretty good supporting act. Yeah. And, like, I honestly, like, besides Gojira, like, Avenged Sevenfold, like, I didn't give one, two squirts of duck shit to fucking see them at all. So, I was just like, this was purely just to see Metallica. Hey, man, they they did a pretty good job, though. I give it to them. Let's let's not get, let's not, let's not jump the, jump the shark yet. Let's ease our way into it let's, let's, <laughs> let's first things fucking first uh, we get to LA right 
two well, the hours. First, well, well, like the first, like the first destination though is like grill them all because I was like, we're gonna have to fuel the fuck up. And so, for those of you who don't know what grill them all is, it's probably the most beautiful place on earth. Like, for one, yeah, it, it's just basically a hamburger shop, and they make these gimmick hamburgers named after like '80s hair metal people. Like they got one, they got one called the Metallica. They got one called the uh, Cowboys from Hell. They got one. Napalm Death. That's my favorite. Oh yeah, a D. Snyder, uh, Paul Bailoff, and then they always have like a Burger of the Month. Yeah. But their gimmick is is it's it's always about like metal music and like pro wrestling. And if anybody knows me, that that is like two out of my three loves right there. It's, it's those things right there. And a, a quick side note: they just started having Phantom Bride, the Deftones beer on tap. So fucking tip of the hat to those guys. Hell yeah. So so I'll probably be there a lot more now. <laughs> I think I've eaten there like a total of like eight or nine times already. Dude, so. I've eaten there four times this year. Damn. Like I've driven there four times this year. So. And it's not like it's just like a hop, skip, and a jump away like like driving down to Dodger Stadium. It's like literally like a two and a half hour like journey. Dude, yeah. Dude. I make it a point. If I'm going to be in L.A., I'm going to eat there, man. It's yeah. my favorite place in L.A. And the thing is, too, like we got there super early, like I think like right when it opened. Yeah. And my, my ass was like so fucking like excited to fucking be there that I think I like... There were some people already waiting for the fucking place to open because they were having a special. Like, if you buy the Metallica burger and a, a beer and a small fry, like, it'll be, like, half off or some shit. Like, there was already people, like, lined up at the door. And my fucking happy fat ass was just like, fuck y'all, I'm fucking gonna be the first customer to open this motherfucker up. <laughs> yeah, man, it was it was fucking pandemonium. Like, there was families hanging out outside, like, three generations of Metallica fans just chilling <laughs> at the door. And Jacob just, like burst through all of them to get to the front. Oh, it's like, not like they were going to say shit. No, no, I agree. Like, <laughs> yeah, I could deal that. Day. I'm very right. pro being a fucking savage about like getting what you want. I'm all about it, man. By any means necessary. Cause but, I looked- <laughs> but I was like, damn, dude, that's a little kid. Leave him alone. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Jacob just like fucking like fucking sidestep to that and the reason why i did this dude is because i was like i was setting the presidents because like you know and which i'll get into later it was just like when you're at a metal show like there's no there's no room for like uh fucking pleasantries oh, and, no, fucking, I and i was just like you're already in the mode like i told you guys i'll t- well, we'll get there man but i agree i agree he, he did set he set the standard by cutting in line i was I, like fuck y'all motherfuckers y'all motherfuckers should have had a hand on the door already and yeah, shit no, like I, that's it was ten fifty nine, motherfuckers. You're over here sitting on the sideline and shit. But let me let me just I'm gonna beat you to the punch on this one because it was the most impressive shit I've ever seen. <laughs> so like we're all like I'm gonna get the Metallica burger. They have a Metallica burger special. It's like a the Metallica burger with fries and you got a beer for fifteen dollars. So I'm like can't beat that. That's what I got. I think that's what Bang got. This is what we all end up getting. Jacob ended up getting <laughs> two burgers. Which two burgers did you get? Well, first off, I got the Metallica. And the small fry. And I told the girl, I was like, hey, instead of the beer, since I'm a good Christian and I'm trying to stay right with Jesus right now in my life, um, let me, can I just get like a soda? Which I just ended up getting water anyways. But I, and she, So she started ringing me out and I was like, hold, hold up, hold up, girl. I ain't done yet. And I want a Paul Bailoff. Now let me explain to you what these burgers are. The Metallica burger is an avocado burger. So you get a whole avocado sliced up on your burger. A whole, like half a, half a head of lettuce on it. It's a half pound beef patty. Double cheese, double mayo, double onion, double pickle, motherfucker. And that's just a Metallica burger, right? Oh, yeah, and, and, the, and the special sauce is ranch dressing, right? So that that's the first burger. 
And then you get a small fry, which I demolish as well. Isn't there bacon in it too? Yeah. Yeah, there is bacon. bacon. Yeah, yeah, don't forget dude. the bacon. It's a man. fucking brutal burger, man. Yeah, it puts it puts Carl's Jr.'s six dollar burger. And so. it comes at you bloody as hell, man. Hell yeah. And you want to take a nap after? Hell yeah. So I eat the fucking shit out of that. I think I finished that burger in two minutes flat. But then I also order a Paul Bailoff, which is another half pound hamburger. And then it's got a half pound of pastrami. I think it's got bacon on there too. Probably. And, <laughs> and then there's a fried egg on top of it. Yeah. I eat the shit out of that motherfucker too. That I gotta be honest with you, man. That was like the most like <laughs> fucking hero shit. Like that's like you know, tip of the hat to all the people that like rescue people on 9/11 and shit. <laughs> but Jacob's up there, man. When he when he started eating those two burgers, he ate one, right? This little kid, this little waiter guy, he's probably like 19 or something. He comes back. He's like that guy from The Simpsons, the kid from The Simpsons. Like, excuse me, sir. Yeah, you can tell this is probably like his first job. He's like, oh man, I just started working here, whatever, whatever. And then he's like. He's like, wait, did you already finish that first burger? <laughs> Jacob's like, yeah. And he's like, oh shit! You could tell like his like mind exploded at that point. And he's <laughs> like, because like we were all like barely like three bites into our burger, and Jacob was already done with his first burger. I was like, fuck, man, that little kid's mind just exploded. And what what topped he it all? Put his job after that. Like, all right, I'm <laughs> all right. I'm, I, I, okay, I see why people like God. <laughs> <laughs> and to top it all off, like in the corner. They were showing that first Hell in a Cell match with, like, Undertaker and fucking Mankind. And, like, it just narrated it perfectly. All the chaos and all the destruction. Like, what's going on in the side on the TV and shit. Like, the fucking Undertaker just murdering Mankind. Like, throwing him off a steel cage. Fucking cue Jim Ross saying, he's got a family, damn it! <laughs> the highlight of that is seeing the subtitles for that. And picturing <laughs> and picturing his voice while you're reading the subtitles while eating a brutal ass burger, drinking a beer at eleven in the morning. Dude, that's the thing I did. Okay, I didn't account for that shit, man. I should have done that. I should have drank a beer at four or uh, 11, 11 a.m. But whatever. But you did. But I did, and uh, I'm all right. I'm living. Hell yeah. Alive and well. Probably worst idea of that day. Fucking but, terrible idea. But. Best worst idea, man. So what they are. You know what? It's memories, man. You can't buy that shit. But anyways, man, I was feeling good as hell after I ate all that. Like, I'm, I'm sitting there with probably about five pounds of food in my stomach. And all of a sudden, man, like fucking, <laughs> like a Georgia thunderstorm. That shit just hit my stomach and I was in the bathroom for the next 30 minutes and shit. I don't remember the next 30 minutes. I think I was in a food coma. <laughs> it was it was amazing, though. Like, I was feeling it. I was feeling good. I had all my fucking vitamins in my belly at this point. I was ready, man. I was like, I was starting to like feel it like that feeling of like all right man i'm about to like lose my metallica virginity it's about to get down uh i was like kind of getting nervous a little bit but it's, it was like cool like i was ready to take a couple of like punches to my back and stuff you know i was like all right the adrenaline's kicking now the burgers in my belly let's go let's go and like prior to us um like going there because we had been like scouting the whole thing out and like I guess an email came out saying, like, we're not even going to let you guys into the Rose Bowl or into the Rose Bowl parking lot. Until, like, 2 o'clock. Yeah, until 2 o'clock, so don't even try it. So we were like, well, fuck it. Let's just go to the Rose Bowl and try to park as close as we can till we get there or until they let us in. As soon as we get there, they're already letting people in. So we're like, fuck, good thing we showed up early. And we got good parking. Am I skipping anything? Well, no. I mean, basically, though, like, I mean, that email was so deceptive. It was like, we're not, like, they made, like, a, like a staunch, 
uh, president said, no, you, you're not even getting past the front gate. Because if you've ever been to the Rose Bowl, this thing is like a fucking huge-ass park. And then there's a huge-ass stadium in the middle of the park. And to get into it, you have to cross, like, these big-ass, like, basically, it's like... like a tra- golf course. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's like a golf course, dude. And you have to cross these big-ass barriers and bridges and shit just to get into, like, the actual park. And they're, like, on the email that says, don't even bother showing up because we won't even let any cars in until about uh, 2 o'clock. And w- w- it was about, like, fucking, like, 12, I want to yeah, say, at like this 12. point. And we're thinking, oh, we'll just jump, like, in the end line with the rest of the cars just waiting to get in. And they were already letting people in, and I was like, oh, shit. And so we run to the front, or we park, and we got pretty good parking, like, right by the exit or whatever. But we run over to the line, and there's already, like, maybe, like, 50, 60 people already lined up and uh, waiting to get into the stadium and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was pretty intense. But even with 50 people ahead of us, it, we were going to be pretty much guaranteed we were still going to get a pretty damn, like, up-to-the-rail spot. Because the stage... That thing was fucking it, huge, it's, dude. It's the size of a football field. So, like, you're going to have room. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we, were, we get there. We're chilling. We're like... I don't know. At this point, my mentally, I'm just like scouting people out to like. <laughs> That's what I did too. Like I was just like, okay, I can beat you up. I can body slam you. You're getting a stunner. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. Yeah. Don't think just because you have a girlfriend, I'm gonna be nice to you. Like I like that's what I was doing for like the rest of the hours too, man. Yeah, uh, dude. When I'm gonna show, man, one of the things that I learned is that you gotta be like Gumby, man. Like if you're not like Gumby, if you can't like <laughs> move like the ocean, you're either gonna like get trampled or your bad shit's gonna happen so i was like all right man i can take these i can, I can take these guys you know like, i can take a punch from that guy i don't care because most of the time i have my back to the crowd and my, my front to you know to the stage so like i don't know what's going on behind me so it's it's whatever so i started thinking about that in the middle of all this ben tells us a story about how just earlier that month he had gone to go see deftones oh yeah ben tell us about that shit dude one of the most craziest shows I've ever been to is Deftones in Las Vegas, Nevada. At in the middle of goddamn center, summer too, right? Yeah, at the D, this uh, event center that's right in front of the D. It's a giant parking lot, a giant parking lot with a big stage in it, and it was Rise Against and Deftones. That is like the and worst idea ever, too. Like on a fucking in a parking lot. Like in, how how but, hot was it that day? But thirty bucks is probably the cheapest show I've ever seen them. That was like <laughs> a thirty dollar ticket, so it wasn't even as expensive as all the other shows that I've seen. Because I've always paid more than thirty for sure to see Deftones. Oh yeah, and they're worth it either way. Paying more than a hundred, I I pay all types of money to see them because they're they're an amazing band. But a hundred and twenty degree weather in Las Vegas. Fuck. It was it was just madness. And I know I've told you this like a thousand times already, but I will never stop telling you this. Like I felt like I was your father that day. Like <laughs> I, I kept texting like you and and Greg and Eddie. And I was like, Are you guys okay? Did you guys get out okay? Is it busy? Or do you need water? Like I was I was about to meet you halfway in Baker just to fucking hydrate you guys I think, and shit. I think even with like that show, like with that one and and, and FYF, I felt like okay. I could go into Metallica feeling good about it because uh, we survived. That I already shit. survived 120 degree, 120 okay. degree weather, and FYF was hot, but not as nearly as hot as obviously like Las Vegas weather. No, no. FYF, they just a quick like shout out to FYF because FYF everywhere you went, 
they were giving you free something, free water, water, free, water free energy, like yeah, dude, good anywhere. shit too. And that was the best thing about that festival is that you got free vitamin water. That's like almost two dollars. When you were waiting store. in line to get in, they were giving you free water, vitamin water, just like they, they had pellets. Yeah, they were looking out for the pellets for the people, dude. Of twenty-eight case bottles of the you know like big like cases of water that you get at like Walmart or whatever. They had pellets of those and. We opened up like a fresh pack that had, I think, what was like 28, right? Yeah. Like 28 bottles in there. And we took like eight each just because it was like, damn. damn, well, you know, they have these bottles right there and they still have water stations to fill your water bottles. Well, well he had a backpack and I think Monica had a backpack too. Or something. Yeah, we just, I don't remember how that We happened. just loaded up with waters, man. We had like a shitload of waters. And then they had Nestle Outstanding ice cream bars out there and they were just like all you gotta do is just smile and they give you ice cream yeah no they really say that just smile and we'll give you ice cream so and it was like go good ass lemon lime ice cream bars <laughs> it was cool dude honestly like that's probably my favorite festival just cause like they're always looking out for the people always giving away something man like, yeah we left- dude we left with like more stuff like I didn't pay we got bandanas we got ice cream we got like fucking pictures taken from that booth remember that yeah. one that oh, was, yeah, like, yeah. multiple pictures Dude, it was awesome. I, I really liked it. But but not to get too far off topic, you know, like going back to that Def Jam thing, Ben's telling us a story of how they were they were in Las Vegas and like one of our friends, um, I guess like he was having kind of like a not a heat stroke, but he was like He was having of, an anxiety attack. He was kinda of like having an anxiety attack and then I started thinking like all of a sudden it started all these like psychological elements started hitting me, like, Am I hydrated enough? Am I do I, is my energy up? Because at this point it's like noon and it's starting to get hot and shit. Like, yeah, I don't sweat. I'm all in black. You know, I'm wearing my Metallica shirt, black pants. I'm just like, oh fuck! I didn't, I didn't account for all this. You know, like I didn't account for an entire day of not being hydrated, about to go into probably the biggest concert I've ever been to in my life. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I started getting all the like little little jitters start <laughs> creeping up, man. And they we literally, they literally had uh, us waiting in line for like four hours. So like it's just basically you like standing like in the middle of this like golf course to get into uh, the stadium underneath the fucking. I think it got up to like ninety two degrees or whatever, which which isn't bad like when you're from Bakersfield, but like when you're under the sun for like four hours, like that's pretty fucked up. And like you know they were kicking like uh, vendors out, like the police, like they would show up and they would kick out you know the the Rosa guy and like yeah. the fucking corn man tried to come through and then my fucking cops was tipping over his uh, uh, cart and shit and so it's just like fuck man like ain't no love out here and so I was like you know what no worries man once we get in there we'll fucking like the security will give us like water bottles cause you guys were telling me about like FYF and I was like oh, Metallica's the richest band in the world like they'll, they'll hook it up with some free water or something once we get in there nope nope <laughs> dude I was actually like I was begging one of the security guards for water I was like just give me some water nope nope can't do it nope nope but not to, to jump ahead too far ahead but like once they did let us in because I guess they were only no uh, okay wait one of the things I do want to say is okay so as the lines start moving right after being there for like hours just waiting there for hours killing time and sweating like that fucking like just survive thing clicked into my mind and I you know because people were leaving their ice chests like just full of full of ice and water we got lucky with that yeah, yeah, no, no. I was like, the minute I saw that, I was like, no, I'm fucking. I don't give a fuck what you. No, you went for ice. Yeah, yeah you I went. I was ice. digging. I was digging through whatever. So I was like, I just wanted ice to rub on my body. <laughs> Next one, I was like, 
I found a water bottle. Like, I was just digging through whatever I could find just to, like, help me get through the day. And I think between the four of us, we downed, like, three water bottles within, like, two seconds and shit. Yeah, I didn't give a fuck what the people around us thought, man. Like, I was just, like... It was savage. Actually, some people started doing the same thing, Well, too. yeah, once they saw, like, well, those fuckers are doing it. Like, yeah, I was, like... Those three you. and a half Mexicans I, actually, are Actually, doing- <laughs> my, my thing was, like, my initial idea was I was going to take the bucket and just dump it on me. <laughs> and then I was just, like, oh, that's fucked up because these guys are probably hot, too. So, like... <laughs> yeah, I was like, whatever. So. I know you were rubbing the ice on your body. Yeah, I, I was, was like, just chewing it. Like I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm fucking, I'm fucking thirsty as hell right now. Yeah, no, I put some ice cubes in my mouth, but I was like rubbing it all over my body. That was definitely welcoming. Yeah, <laughs> welcome home, sanitary <laughs> bitch. But yeah, they, but they were only letting like because throughout the four like four hours we were waiting. Like we were probably like number fifty in line or whatever. And I thought, whoa, fuck, man, like that's way back there. No, dude, like, they filled up that whole golf course I think, with like, people. 50 would be, like, probably half of one side. Oh, yeah. Just how long. And then not only that, but, like, it, the rail went around a snake pit, so, like, 50 was definitely probably just half of one side of, a, of the rail. Yeah. Stage. So you were guaranteed, like, a rail spot, but, like, you were going to have to fight for it a little bit. But... Like, I think Anthony's spot, where he was at for when he went and saw them at Petco Park, I think... If I was to go to the this show again, I would probably shoot for the middle because they showed the middle a lot of love. Oh yeah. Even at our show, I want to stop there. But the middle, if you're gonna see Metallica, if, if you're in Philadelphia for, tomorrow night, like fucking yeah, run for the middle. Well, actually, no, they're gonna Where, be coming up San Francisco. To, yeah, they're gonna be doing San Francisco, but they're in Seattle tonight. Oh, okay. But if you're going to go to any Metallica shows in the future and they have <laughs> that snake pit thing and you're not in that snake pit but you're like wanting around to it? be around it, the rail right there for that spot is the best spot for it to see the show. It's like the middle yeah. of everything. You're in the middle of everything. So they're letting in the first 100 people into the stadium, right? And once they open up that gate, I'm talking about fucking pandemonium. People are running. People are getting trampled over. People are losing cell phones. And they have you run through the tunnel that the football players fucking run through. And not only do you have to run through the fucking tunnel, you have to run the entire goddamn football stadium. So you see all these fat asses and fucking trailer park boys like fucking trying to run like a fucking 100-yard dash after fucking going through the fucking Rose Bowl tunnel fucking like you're going to fucking win the college championship and shit. Tired as fuck. And I'm over here fucking like duking and dodging people. I think I jumped over somebody like Ezekiel Elliott. And I think I even stiffed arm like some like girl too, like to the ground. I was like, fuck you, I'm getting to the front. And I think by 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 the luck of God, dude, like I ran into art at the same time. And I was like, dude, right there, there's an opening. No, okay, so like I was when we were running down the tunnel, it was uh me and um Nick. And me and Nick were like, we were the first two in. So we're like, fuck it. Oh, Nick's a pretty big guy, so I kind of outran him pretty quickly. <laughs> so I was like, fuck it. Like, uh, next thing I know, I'm like the first one in, and I'm a little bit scared because I'm like, fuck, I just lost all of them all on my own. Yeah, because it's like just like like a fucking like, like Black Friday, those like horror videos and shit, like where people were getting trampled on and shit. Once I saw like the third guy get trampled, I was just like, dude. Yeah. They were like dudes with like machine guns yelling, don't run, don't run, we'll kick you out. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's another thing I want to go over. They fucking had like a dude with a fucking fucking machine gun the size of a small human like like dude they're full like rocking the ar yeah dude i was like oh shit they're not fucking around man i think there was a grenade launcher on the bottom of that gun like (laughs) that's how fucking brutal that shit was 
Yeah, dude, I was like, and they're like yelling at you, like, don't run, don't run, or I'll kick you out. And I was like, yeah, they were like grabbing you. Yeah, so I was like, you I know, saw like, grab a couple people and be like, don't run, like, grab them on their arm and, like, nah, you're not running. Fuck, it's because, like, I seen, like, at least, I want to say, four people get trampled on. That I, shit was not fun to see because it was kind of scary because it's like, damn, dude, like, <laughs> I think you're going to get a good show, anyways. Like, yeah. it was moshing, but not as bad as, like, Slayer, Black Donner, yeah, Slayer. Fucking Cannibal that Corpse. That show Cannibal that's, like, Corpse. probably the brutalest show this summer. Hell no, I'm getting seized for that if we go that <laughs> shit. Like, Wait, what show is that? The Lamb of God. Oh, you're going show. to that? No, I'm just saying. Like, oh, that's yeah, 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 I can't summer, do it. Physically, you know? I can't like, do it. We talked point, about that, but... At this point, it's like, all right, you know, I got back problems. I got a family to support. <laughs> I should probably kick back on one of the most craziest shows until, like, October. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely gonna get, like, a back rub before I go to my next metal show. I know. But, yeah, so, like... Before I'm, Obamacare gets repealed. Yeah, dude, you gotta get, <laughs> gotta get that shit out of the way now. <laughs> so, I'm, like, the first one there, and I'm, like, freaking the fuck out. And then I see uh, Ben and Nick, and they go the opposite direction. And I'm, like, oh, shit. Like, I'm really on my own now. And so, I see Jacob. And then I'm, like, waving at Jacob. I'm, like, dude, get over here. Get over here now. And then, like, so it's me and Jacob on one side. And then Ben and Nick on the other side, and then you guys end up coming to our side. Well, but, but but let me back up just like a tad bit though. Like when we got to the rail, like there was this like little like like eighty pound like nerd dude. Like yeah. like he had both arms spread out, like like he was saving those spots. I just grab his arm and I fling him to the side, and he's like, "Wait, but my friends, what? My friends? I'm saving this for my friends." And I was like, "That's too goddamn bad, son." And just yeah, broke. and then he's like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, dude. That was. It was kind of like... I felt bad, but at the same time, I was like, dude, this fucking Metallica is yeah, my favorite Yeah, let's say the fucking movie theater, dude. You can't just put your girlfriend's purse over the seat. Oh, like, fuck you, yeah. Yeah, like, no, like, we're fucking here to, like, get wrecked here. Hell yeah. And it was Kirk Kamet's side, too, so I was like, oh, all about that. Yeah, shit. dude. Actually, like, I was pretty stoked about that. So, we get there. We're chilling. There's that DJ... Well, no, no, let's back up to, again, real quick, where you were talking about, like, the water situation. Oh, yeah. As soon as we get there, like, um, the security guards that are in front of us, there's probably, like, about, like, 20 or 30, like, security guards in front of us, and they're just, like, watching the crowd, making sure, like, no one's getting rowdy or whatever, and they're just, like, cold staring at you. And so I'm trying to joke with one of them to say, like, hey, man, like, how much for, like, one of those bottles of water? Because they had literally, like, like you guys were saying, like, those crates that they were giving away water, they had those right there behind the stage. I was like... Hey man, how much for one of those bottled water, man? I'll give you five bucks right now. And he's like, Nah, man, those are all ours. I can't give that to you. And this little prick, like, not either, won't even take the joke or whatever. And I was like, What about if I give you ten dollars for like a little handful of ice, man? Like, you can even serve it to me out of your bare hands. He's like, Nope, those ice cubes are all mine. And I was like, No remorse. Yeah, and I was like, Fuck this fool. <laughs> and so like, somebody was, I think it was. You, Ben, or Nick was like, hey, man, can you ask that security guard to take a picture of us? And I was like, that asshole ain't going to take no picture of us. That fool's a fucking goddamn white supremacist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, he heard you, and like, you could tell like his heart was a little bit broken. Yeah, because right before that, he was showing off that he had a Pantera tattoo. And I was like, man, he just made Pantera so uncool, dude. Oh, yeah, somewhere somewhere in heaven, like, fucking uh, Dimebag Daryl's crying at this nerd. Because let, let's just set the presidents for this fool. So it was probably like five, six... Literally, like, it, like soaking wet it was probably like 102 pounds. Like, he literally makes Snoop Dogg look like a fucking bodybuilder and shit. Yeah. And he's trying to act all hard and shit. And I was like, dude, 
Like, you're literally, like, like two inches away from me. Like, I can grab you and fucking, like, choke you out. Like, before your other fucking compadre that's, like, 80 pounds fucking saves you and shit. So, yeah. Yeah, but, they, were, they were all pricks. The whole security staff at Metallica, they all sucked dick. Like... Which sucked because the guys at Nine Inch Nails, like, those guys were cool as yeah, fuck. Yeah, those guys were cool as fuck, man. Like, they were trying to sell people weed and shit, like... They were trying to sell people weed. They, I think they had gummy bears. They gave some girl, like, M&M's at some point. I don't know what was <laughs> going on. They were just cool people. Speaking of gummies... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, don't... Don't get into that part. Don't yeah, tell yeah, that... Get, don't fucking tell that part. part. Yeah, just now we gotta tell it, dude. So... Just to flash back a little bit while we're waiting in line, this, like, white trash couple, like, looks over at us and is like, hey, you guys eat edibles? And, like, everyone's like, no, 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 no. And for some goddamn reason, they fucking, all three of you guys fucking throw me under the bus and are like, oh, no, Jacob does. Well, I, okay, no, you had been talking about how you wanted edibles. I was, okay, let's just say I was playing around when I was saying that. (laughs) So, anyways... (laughs) So you guys fucking say, oh, Jacob wants some. And it's literally this, like, half-melted-ass fucking, like, gummy edibles. Shit, man. I would have taken it if, like, I wasn't... See, there's a difference. There's a difference between, like, a Metallica show and, like, a Flying Lotus show. If we were at Flying Lotus, I would have, like, taken a fucking hit out of a bong at that point. Like, this is Metallica. I want my energy up. I ain't trying to chill. I don't understand. I, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand, like, getting high before Metallica. Like, is this not the thing you do? Like, no. Like, worst ideas ever. For yeah, it's like, you don't fucking do that. You don't wear flip flops to a Metallica concert. Like, it's <laughs> the same thing. Did. Yeah, like, I saw dudes with flip flops. I saw dudes getting high, and I was like, dude, I don't get it. Like, the, dude that, the dude that offered that to begin with. Didn't even stay for the whole show because no, he didn't he even make dead. it to Gojira. He was dead after that. He didn't yeah. even make it to the show. They fucking stretchered his ass out, and his fucking trailer trash girlfriend was like, "Oh my god, is Clay this gonna be okay?" Because done, we- done. That was it. Yeah, the pair of hundred and something dollars down the drain. <laughs> Two of them. So it was at least yeah. yeah so like both their tickets. That's about three hundred and something dollars down the damn drain. Because and waiting all day in line, gone. Just to see fun. ten minutes of the opening band. Yeah, they, they, they couldn't even make it to Gojira. No. So, so the, the moral of that story, ladies and gentlemen, don't, don't, don't eat edible before a concert. Yeah, especially a metal concert, man. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> the day that never comes. So at this point, Gojira's on. Uh, wait, shout out to that DJ, that DJ right for Gojira. Oh, yeah, it was oh, Beastie yeah, Boys' man. DJ. He was uh, for the Beastie Boys. Yeah, uh, Beastie Boys' Mix DJ. Mixmaster Mike. Mixmaster Mike. Yeah, he, he, he held his own. Some of the people in the crowd weren't feeling it. But some people were. That was the sickest shit ever, though, because usually, like, at a show, they just fucking play, like, general ass music. Like, yeah. hey, we're gonna play some Black Sabbath or But this guy was actually, like, mixing, like, metal songs, like, like hip hop wise. He was really leaning towards Slayer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is cool because they actually worked together at one point in their life. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Def Jam and shit. So, you know, like, it was really cool that he did that. He mixed Metallica songs, he mixed Korn with some rap. With some rock in there. He, he gave a lot of shout outs to uh, to Soundgarden, Chris Cornell, and then Chester. Chester Bennington. Yeah. Which is really nice. 
I don't know. I, I really liked it. I thought it was enjoyable. Some nope. of it, some of it was a little bit like when he started doing that drowning pool shit. It was a little bit like cringy. <laughs> the body hit the floor. Yeah, I was like, oh man. But besides that, for the most part, yeah, it was pretty decent. It was like a hip hop guy giving shout outs to metal band. So it wasn't that bad. It was, it was a cool idea, man. Like as as opposed to just playing music in the background, like it, it was like a bonus performance. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I enjoyed yeah. it. And and it made the it made the weight a lot. Felt the weight a lot shorter, so that was yeah. Cool. And then fucking uh, Gojira comes on. So Gojira comes on. Gojira's like one of my favorite bands. I think they're incredible. They come on. I thought they sounded amazing. Like it was pretty like straightforward. It was like their setup is made to be in a smaller club. So you could tell a lot of the lights weren't even translating to like being in a huge arena. Yeah, they had a bunch of lights and stuff. Like yeah, so like nothing, nothing's really translating well for them. They have fog, like smog, like this smoke that comes out. And besides that, you couldn't really like there was nothing. None of their other effects are really working because you know they're not a Metallica level band. They're just like they could play like those medium sized venues right now. Like, smaller to medium-sized venues. The Rainbow Ballroom in Fresno. Yeah, like, they play stuff like that, you know? Like, the El Rey in L.A. or something like that. You Fox Theater in Oakland. Fox yeah. Theater in Oakland. Yeah, like, they play things like that, you know? Like, they're not built for the Rose, Rose Bowl. Hey, but at the same time, I like seeing them that way because when I saw them at the Fox Theater in Oakland, that was, like, probably the most chaotic show. One of the many chaotic shows that I've seen was that one. When they performed... I remember we left broken from that show. <laughs> so seeing them at the Rose Bowl... But Metallica was really comfortable. I left that show like, man, amazing. I don't yeah. feel tired. I don't feel depleted. And they played a really good set too. Like yeah. I, I walked away from that. Like, cause usually like an opening band, like I always find myself trying to like them, but like not all the way liking them. But I walked away from them like, man, I want to listen to some more Gojira after this. Like that, like that's how good they did that. Yeah, I love Gojira and I love their new album. And they played a lot of stuff in the new album, which I loved. I, I agree. I thought the set list was pretty damn good. Yeah. They should have played the art of the art of death. That would have taken it over the over the edge. But for the most part, like I loved it, everything about it. Like Gojira, shout out to Gojira. Tip of the cap. Hey you guys, if you guys want to come on the podcast, just email me at uh, jacobpixton at aol Yeah. Shout out to the entire country of France. Yeah. Gojira. Um, uh, then nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> Show's over. No. Uh, no. And then it's like you know the wait. For uh, eventually, unfolds the next band that goes on, uh, and, and then eventually, unfold goes on. So, <laughs> so let me just put it this way. Uh, let me start with you, Ben. What what did you think of Event Sevenfold? I uh, thought they were pretty good, man. I'm not gonna lie; like every band on that show was pretty good. Um, I like some of their music, but uh, it wasn't. They weren't terribly. Like I mean, I've heard terrible. I've seen terrible acts before. Like I've seen your favorite bands, and they were actually really good, man. They held their their own. They had pyro that was pretty cool. So I was like unexpected from seeing them. I didn't expect to see them with visual. Well, they didn't have any visuals, but they had pyro. So I thought that was pretty neat that they came out and they were. Cause they under like Metallica, when it comes to like a metal band like that, they would probably be the next one. They're probably not ever going to be like a stadium status type band but as currently though the popularity that, yeah, was they're going to be like that next one that is going to be up there and hold their own eventually once Metallica says oh, we're calling it quits that's my opinion on that by the way um, and what about you dude well you know I 
kind of had these like expectations that I really like going into seeing a band and like being really surprised and being like, dude, that was like way better than what I thought I was gonna see. Like, there's been bands that like I'm there for the the headliner, and then all of a sudden that band like blows me away. And um, I I don't know. I felt underwhelmed. I felt like I made I made this statement while while back where I was like, you know, they kind of remind me of like. A younger, heavier version of uh, of uh, of uh, Guns N' Roses, and I was just like, that's basically what I felt like they were. Like I, I felt like it was some of it was kind of cheesy, you know, like the band looked kind of cheesy. I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't feeling it. I I did like the pyro. I thought the pyrotechnics were kind of cool. And then, uh, whatever the hell the last song they played was alright. <laughs> like, it was alright. Like, I don't know. It was just alright. I felt like they were just alright. And I'm somewhere in between both of y'all. Like, to me, I felt like they couldn't have played any better. Like, they all played their instruments amazingly well. Um, I mean, I'm not a fan of the vocalist, but I mean, he sounded pretty much like he did on his CD and stuff. But... For me, like the cutoff with it was, is like I was trying to get into it and I just couldn't. Like I just felt like there was just that it factor missing. And like I know there were some people in the audience like rocking out to it. And even when they play like their hits, like from uh, City of Evil, I was like, man, like it's just not hitting me. Like, am I just like falling out of love with rock music? And I started to get scared a little bit. Like, oh shit, is Metallica gonna come on? Am I gonna like lose like you know my passion for like you know music? Cause like. Gojira was cool, and, like, you know, I was, like, feeling it a little bit, and then Avenge came on, and I was like, ah, like, I, I know this is supposed to be a good band life, because I did see Avenge Sevenfold when they came to Bakersfield, like, when they first came out, and I thought that was a really good show, and then this was just like, ah, there was just something missing, like, I couldn't get into it, and it was just like, my, I kept thinking, and in the back of my mind, I was like, all right, like I said, they, they play their instruments good, They're, I mean, there's not, I couldn't find a flaw in it, I just couldn't put my finger in it. And the way they, they were they're making their music, to me, it's like eating chocolate ice cream with like ground beef like mixed into it. Like I like ground beef in my tacos and I love chocolate ice cream, but when I mix ground beef into chocolate ice cream, it, it's not really my thing, man. I don't know. Maybe some people like love that shit, but I just can't get into it. So that's my little thing about a band simple. Well, I mean, they are a, a band that is influenced by Metallica, Black Sabbath, and Guns N' Roses. So them sounding like that is because that's who they're influenced on. They're influenced by. So they even have like an album that was like dedicated to all their influences. Yeah. So it sounded a lot like that. I mean, that's something that takes that takes some time to grow on to some people yeah. because like some people rather them be your own, like be your own, or you know, be like, a be be them or something you know what I mean like I don't know like it's hard like, to me to make another analogy of it it's kind of like everybody, I'm assuming everybody here has watched Pulp Fiction and when the French girlfriend's like I want to have an apple pie with one slice of cheese over it and I remember thinking like who the fuck eats apple pie with a fucking melted slice of cheese over it like and I even tried that one time at a diner <laughs> and I was like wow this is some weird ass shit like I totally regret ordering this some people dig it I don't but hey that's that's a Ben Sevenfold to me. I just like when I see a band and you can tell it's like that's who they are. Like that's that's what they've, that's that's them. Like you go you see Nine Inch Nails that you're seeing Nine Inch Nails. Other bands try to bite that style, you know. You go see Deftones, they look the way they 
dress off stage they look like that on stage but that's them you know like yeah. they might be friends with Mastodon but they're not trying to be Mastodon that's true or, you know like they're, they're them you know like every band that I love 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 with with the passion I love them because they're them because you hear it and it's like dang that's that signature Stephen Carpenter guitar like you know like mm-hmm. you know I, I hear like a band like it's like the Slayer and Deftones is a, another good example of that like sound that hardly changes they, I mean they evolve with instruments but they really don't change like they're not trying to be anything else yeah, yeah like, they're not like, trying to be like corn where they do like they have to do a dubstep album to stay relevant yeah like be like okay we're in now Deftones don't do that they they stay humble and they create exactly what they want and people love it yeah and also to them doing the shows that they've been doing for years is a big part of it too it's like playing like small like venues and every now and then jumping into the whole like well we play an amphitheater every now and then because the first time I did see Deftones they did open for Metallica back in 2003 so yeah they have big moments man yeah they They do big moments they have big albums that that like launch their careers but like at the same time they also have those albums that are like keeping them grounded and keeping people in love with them because they're not going out of the ordinary to change you know? yeah, yeah I feel like it never gets stagnant you always know it's them you always know they're doing what they want to do and I I love that about them I don't I don't think I don't think like I listen to Death Dunes and I'm like well that's that album that they were like trying to sound like Slayer or something. Or like, you know like like I know like Stefan's like a huge Meshuggah fan but you never hear like mm-hmm. you never hear them trying to like do a Meshuggah riff or something yeah but anyways yeah that's kind of my thing about Event Sevenfold where I'm just like man I can tell I can tell you got that guitar riff idea. Like, <laughs> like that's that's my thing about it. I mean, I don't want to sound too negative on this podcast, but that's that's just how it's I not for everybody, man. I mean, it it took me some time to get into them. The vocalists were definitely like them and Coheed. Them and Coheed were like very difficult. <laughs> them and Coheed were definitely like the two type of bands that I was just like, I can't get into these vocals. You know, one's high pitch and the other one sounds like his nose is getting pinched. And, uh, <laughs> I didn't like that sound, man. But the instruments are what lure me in. But then you can definitely hear... You'll hear, like, a Metallica riff. And they actually have a song where I feel like, damn, that song is pretty much Metallica's. Yeah. I heard that song, too. And I was like, oh, that's a tight-ass riff. And then all of a sudden, it, like, jumps into, like, a November rain-sounding shit. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. What the fuck, man? You you had me for a second. But I don't... Not to spend too much time with Avenged Sevenfold. Uh, I kind of... Because I kind of want to, like hardcore review fucking the the set list here so yeah the thing i'll give metallica props for and i've been to like so many goddamn concerts i've probably seen everybody except for pantera and megadeth at this point and they always like any like main headliner band they always take like an hour to get on stage they, they always come on a little bit late metallica actually showed up 30 minutes early to start yeah. their set and i thought that was the coolest shit man Prepared, yeah i man. didn't see that coming man like, because everyone was saying, like, oh, they're going to get on at 9. Like, all security was like, be prepared at 9. And then all of a sudden, it's 8.30, and they're ready to go. You hear the Ecstasy of Gold come on, which is, like, their intro music. Dude, that is one of the most, like, chilling things. Because I knew that that's the intro. That's a very famous intro that they do. But when they started playing that, dude, I got the fucking chills, man. Yeah, because they even show, like, that, just that, that scene from the good, the bad, and the ugly and shit like on the big screens and stuff and it just like it just makes you that adrenaline that I was worried about having I didn't have to worry about it right then and there like it just came to me all at once right then and there yeah 
Agreed. I mean, all that early fear that I had that, like, oh, man, I'm going to be dehydrated, all that shit. That shit was all out the window. Yeah. Like, it was done. That comes on, and then the stage just turns red. And then you just hear the drum beat to, uh... Hardwired to self-destruct. Yeah. And it's like a drum sample, because they're not on stage yet. And then... The minute they actually all play their instruments together for the first time, that shit sounds like a sonic boom just hits you in the face. Like, yeah. boom! And it's just like... Like... And, and okay, we've all been... I pro- Collectively, between all of us, we've probably been to like 300 shows. Not even exaggerating. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, I've never felt that where like a fucking sonic boom hits you like, boom! And you feel like your Adam's apple shaking. <laughs> and I actually, my sinuses cleared. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, holy shit, like, every time, like, every time they had, like, a crescendo in a song, you felt that shit, man, like, you felt that shit tingle to, like, body parts that normally don't tingle. <laughs> Lars, Lars's drums were definitely really loud. Yeah, they were on point, man, they were no trash cans that day. They were Dude, no, I, I just want to, like, say something about the first two songs, so the first song is Hardwire, right? Already, like, fucking badass, dude, like, I'm stoked, I'm... I'm pumped. Sing every word. The next wire is is a uh, sorry. The next song is Atlas Rise, and Atlas Rise they they have like these two fucking like giant air balloons that are like flying like kind of over the stage with the album cover on them, and then like at the very end of the song crescendos like they fucking explode. Didn't see that coming, and it's like another sonic boom like boom. And there's all these fucking flames like going everywhere too. Like I think like my arms are still bald because of that. Like it's sitting off all my hairs and shit. Every time there was an explosion on stage, which happened a lot, dude, you fucking felt that shit in your gut, man. I'm gonna stop this real quick. Art said we didn't need any earplugs because the show was outside. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> okay. That was probably one of the loudest shows I've ever been to I'm outside. just getting my hearing back, dude. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. I did not see this coming. In my car, I keep a jar of earplugs just because, like, you never know. You know, it's going to be loud. And so I thought we're going to be outdoors. Outdoor shows don't really echo. I didn't plan for us to be in front of the fucking biggest, like, bass amp I've ever seen in my entire life. That shit, every time, dude, every time, like, Lars did that fucking, like, 808 drop, boom, it was just like, I just, just took a year off my life every time. <laughs> like, I'm definitely gonna need older, a hearing aid. I got older every time that shit went off. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, 60 years old by the time the show ended. I was like, fuck, dude, it was just, like, gray hair was coming out. <laughs> So yeah, no, and those are just the first two songs. Like, and the first... I want to point this out too. Those are new songs too. Like, what old band do you know opens up with two songs and they hit harder than anybody's like classic songs? Like nobody, nobody. Yeah, no, and those are, Atlas Rise is my favorite song on the new album. I fucking love it. And so I was super pumped that they were gonna play. I knew they were gonna play it because I knew the first three songs of the of the of the set list because those didn't change. The rest of the set list changes city by city. Next song is For Whom the Bell Tolls. And, like, dude, honestly, man, like, that kind of got a little teary-eyed for me, dude. Like, honestly, to me, this is, to me, that was the first song because it was, like, this is, like, my favorite, in my opinion, the best metal album ever made. Oh, yeah. Like, hands down to me, like, this is, this is the blueprint to what a metal album should be. Yeah. And so, like, I was just like, fuck, dude, like, 
This they, is what I want to hear, dude. And they couldn't have played that song any better either. Like, I felt like just the energy in the crowd. Because at this point, there's 100,000 people in the crowd, like, all yeah. singing. There's not a soul in that fucking place that doesn't know the lyrics of this song. Even fucking mouthing the fucking guitar parts to it. Yeah. Like, that dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. And, and this is actually, like, the very first part that I think... Uh, Robert comes over to our side and he's like fucking doing his thing where he's like like a spider monkey crab crab walking across the stage and it looks just it just looks fucking sick and like you can't help but to like feel energized by that. Although really quickly there is one moment that uh, we skipped and I don't know why we skipped it. It was like a really epic moment between Avenge and Metallica and oh, that's dude, when uh, uh, Cliff's dad comes yes. out and like greets everyone in the front row. Oh yeah, yeah Cliff Burton's dad. Yeah. And he's 92 years old. Yeah. And he was, like, the coolest dude, man. He's just, like, shaking everyone's hand. Nicest guy. Like, not stuck up at all. He knows who the Metallica fans are. He knows how much they love Cliff. Like, it was just, like, awesome, dude. It was, like, one of the most awesome moments of the night. And, you know, you know. And all I could think to, to say to him, because you look at him, and, yeah, he's, like, at least a 92-year-old man. And the only thing I could think to say to him is just shake his hand, look him in the eye, and just say thank you, dude. Like, because you see Cliff Burton's face in his face, man. I didn't know what to say, man. I just shook his hand and I said, I just said thank you. Like, yeah. yeah. I was just like, man, I, I didn't know what to say. I was just like, like, what else can you say? Yeah, dude. I was, I was stoked, man. Sorry, I didn't mean to beat off from beat off. <laughs> beat, get That's- off the. I didn't mean to beat off on the microphone. <laughs> That's what's, what's the next song on the set list? Oh, we'll get to that. But. Well, I feel like... Oh, okay. So, it was For Whom the Bell Tolls, and then they hit with Fuel. Fuel was pretty fucking dope. Fuel was man. awesome because, like, the, that's when they uh, put all the visual effects, like, on the screen, where it was, like, pistons on fire yeah. and fucking... Uh, that is also when they unleashed this, like, really cool thing that, like, wherever the band went, like, a little fireball followed them. Like, oh, actual yeah. fire was, like, following them as, like, they went along on stage. Yeah, the shit, it looked like Sonic the Hedgehog just, like, powering up all over the yeah, stage and shit. Yeah, it was fucking sick, man. I really, I dug that. I mean, and then once once you look at it, there's that's just, like, 15, 20 minutes of just hardcore getting your ass thrashed to you. And I think they brought it down good with the Unforgiven. Yeah. And I want to say, I want to point this out. Like, James, he, like, if you've seen Metallica, like, live, either on DVD or in person, um, they always start that off with, like, James just, like, doodling, like, on an acoustic guitar, like, playing, like, some sweet-ass, like, Spanish riff. Avenged Sevenfold tried the same thing earlier in the night. Yeah, they did do that. And it sounded like too forced, like too show-offy or whatever, like that little asshole like at Guitar Center that just shows off all the time. But like when James did it, like it was just so soulful. And like it like I feel like if they were to ever to re-record like The Unforgiven, like that little doodle he did in the beginning, like would have belonged in the song right there. Yeah. Like an extended cut or whatever. Yeah, it was it was really beautiful, man. Like there were definitely some like truly beautiful moments of, throughout the night. Uh, this was the first like non like headbanger that you're just like yeah. It was a ballad. Yeah, it was like dude, that's beautiful, dude. And I loved it too because like um, it, again, it was like soccer fans chanting like that. Oh, people were just singing along to the music, which was like fucking. I think Metallica is like one of the bands that has started that when it comes to rock because now in other countries if we see like a band performing in another country that they do that now like they do that with Korn and assuming they do that with Slayer they do that they probably might do that with a lot of big name bands and not just that but like you know 
there were fans here from all around the world. Like, there were dudes wearing their Costa Rica Metallica jerseys. There were dudes wearing, like, had Mexico. their Mexico flag Metallicas, Metallica Mexico flags. Like, there were just people from all around the world here. And, like, it was, it was fucking beautiful, man. Just to have, to have, I think it was, like, 90,000 people in, in one place, you know, united because of this one thing. It was pretty fucking powerful, man. And James even said that, too, like, because at first I thought he was going to go all political, but he goes, Metallica doesn't give a fuck about who you voted for or what well, you believe. Yeah. you are, color you are, whatever. It's like, you're all here. Yeah, you're all here as one. Your family. Yeah, as a family. And that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to have fun. And I was just like... And I the th- people were pretty badass, dude. The people around us, except for a few, there were also a few people that were, like, real cool, real friendly that, like, took care of you, like, you okay? If they stepped on your foot, they were like, are you okay? It's not like fuck this guy step on his foot and like don't right. ever tell you I'm sorry or anything which is expected because it's a concert but there was people that actually were kind and oh man are you alright you know are you good yeah you know like I got my phone knocked and the guy who knocked my phone was like oh shit I gotta scramble to get that phone because you know it's fucked up but you know yeah it was just all around good people man yeah it was good good, good energy and then I think they, then they played a, another new song that now that we're dead Oh, and this yeah, is where the they drums. Bu- yeah, where they bust out those huge ass drums, dude. Like, oh, like Japanese toga drums or whatever. Yeah, and I thought that was a badass moment too because. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awesome, dude. Um, um, another band that I really like, Sepultura. They used to do that a lot um, when you, they busted out with like the Roots album, and I know that's where they got it from, but like I think Metallica actually did this way better than Sepultura did. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. It was. The thing that was really cool to me is like this is another new song and like it's not one of those songs that you just like roll your eyes to and go oh god I can't like they're playing new shit like I just want to hear the old stuff please no it was like really enjoyable like like it was really interesting and the fact that they added those drums like the little drum solo thing it was really like badass it was a really badass moment of the night yeah. yeah. This actually, this album is like probably one of their best albums that they've come out in a long time. Probably the best since the Black album. Yeah, because I mean, I like uh, Death Magnetic, but this one I like a lot more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It definitely, like, it, it, it still kind of sounds like Death Magnetic, but like, like if De- Death Magnetic was way better. <laughs> it sounds stupid saying it, but yeah. It was like, then they played Saint Anger. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, that was the highlight of the show for me. Yeah, I went home after that. No, they didn't play anything off Saint Anger, but <laughs> but yeah. Then, then they play another new song, Moth into the Flame, which I think is the, my favorite song off that album. Fucking asshole! You're playing Saint Anger right now. <laughs> they just had all these trash guns on stage for Saint. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah, I was Oscar. actually the drum solo. Oscar the Grouch came out. <laughs> no, it, was, but, it was pretty sick, man. It was like, again, you know, like, give love to the new album. You didn't feel... All the new tunes are amazing from this album. Live. Like, it belonged on their set list. Like, if they were to bust out St. Anger, like, you could... I mean, it would have stuck out like a sore thumb at that point. You know what was really interesting? And I don't know if it's on your set list thing, but they do play, um... They play uh, the I mission, disappear. Yeah, they play Mission Impossible. Yeah, they play. It I was just Kurt and and Robert that did that. Oh yeah, when they were just fiddling around and stuff. Yeah, is it on the set list? Because that was a really cool moment of the of the night. Like, I actually really enjoyed it. That's cool. It. Like now I can say, oh yeah, I saw that song live. Yeah, they actually do put that on here. It says followed by Kirk and Rob solos, including 
Sheik's the freak and I disappear. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he did have his little solo on there. And what I'll say too is, is fucking Rob. He's played Pulling Teeth, like which is uh, Cliff Burton's bass solo. Yeah. And I've never seen that done live. And this dude like pulls it off like flawlessly. It was with beautiful, the big, man. With the big visual in the back of Cliff going crazy on his bass, which is awesome. Now he should probably play Pulling and, and the fact that Cliff's dad was there was like... It was pretty touching, dude, because, you know, we had just met his dad. I didn't I didn't think that was going to happen, because I didn't even see it on any of the set lists before, before the L.A. one. They must have just done it because his dad was there, and, like, it was a really beautiful moment, to be completely honest with you guys. Like, to me, like, there were so many badass moments throughout the night, but to me, this was the highlight of the night, just because it was like, man, that's... And at the same time, like... Uh, Rob's family came out his wife and his two kids yeah. and his oldest son that played for Corn was there and like yeah. everybody was like hey hey Trey hey right here and then like everyone's like hey come over here like trying to get like a high five from him yeah. and stuff and I think he didn't understand why they were saying it but like we recognized him we're like dude you played with Corn and he like got all bashful or yeah. whatever he was honestly okay Robert even though he's probably been in the band the least amount of time like he fits in so well and like it was just badass. I don't know uh, what what song he does it to, but when he did that thing where he like starts spinning around with his bass, like you guys remember that? Where oh he, like, yeah, that's Seek and Destroy. Seek and Destroy. Yeah, he does that to Seek and Destroy. Dude, it was fucking sick. There were like so many sick moments that he just adds that extra like level of like badassness. Like, going, he, he fit in so well, dude. Going back to the San Anger years, unfortunately, but fortunately because that's when he got into the band and the documentary that they had some kind of monster when they tried out bassists and when they got to him they did say that he was the closest bassist to cliff that they ever had jammed with oh yeah so, like, that just shows a lot man the guys are really really talented bassist as well as guitarists yeah and here's the thing too like remember what i was saying like about event sevenfold like how like they're they're good guitar players I mean, I feel like in Bakersfield, there's like thousands of good guitar players, but like there's that it factor, like that intangible. Like Rob has that intangible. Like he makes things interesting, just the way he looks, his style. You uh, just see him play bass. Like if you if you just saw pictures of him in his stance, like like doing his little crab crab walk thing where he's like three inches off the ground, where he's just like walking across the stage that way. It's fucking sick, man. Like. It gets you, like, pumped up, man. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got killer vocals, killer licks. He's very talented. Definitely one of my favorite basses. And he plays with his fingers, which is... No picks. Yeah, like, which is a very hard thing to do, especially when you play thrash metal. Like, uh, I, gotta, I gotta give it up <laughs> to that guy. Yeah. So. What was he in before? Suicidal Tendencies? Suicidal Tendencies. Ozzy. Ozzy. He's played with, like, legends already, man. That's who he, they got him from. They got him from Ozzy. They kind of oh, did yeah. a swap. Oh, yeah, they actually did a little swap there. There was uh, Jason Newstead went to Ozzy, and, but he was already out by then, but he had went to Ozzy, and then they got him, like, all right, which benefits Metallica more. Yeah, it's definitely a higher talent, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he upgraded there. That's like getting fucking KD for the Warriors and shit. Yeah, yeah that's a different upgrade, man. So anyways, I think they kind of felt, too, like they were kind of playing a lot of, like, old stuff, because then they went back to Kill 'Em All with Motor Breath, 
And I thought that was awesome too because they went straight thrash. And I, they played this song faster than they played it like on originally on Kill 'Em All, which is like fucking probably like their fastest album. Uh-huh. And I thought that was sick as shit. Like these like 50 year old dudes like playing like music like fast as fuck. <laughs> like you never you don't see that shit. So, dude, honestly, like the last like four songs of the set list, four or five songs were just like bangers fucking pounding like just again with that whole like sonic boom thing like you just felt it like you just felt it like what what else is on that well okay they play motor breath and then they go down they they turn it down just to scotch by playing sad but true and like that shit was heavy as fuck like i mean this is off the black album which is like it's the most commercial album or whatever but like hearing this shit live like it's, it's just to me it's just as heavy as like hearing rain and blood like it's just fucking it's slow oh, man it's, this song hits oh yeah like it's definitely a headbanger for sure man like oh yeah this if is, you're not thrashing you're just yeah, headbanging this, this is like everyone in the crowd is singing along to this like and I think too this is like when you start seeing like those like pits erupt and stuff like those like slow like pushing like that's actually when everybody's hey hey yeah, yeah. And you just see fist pumping and like head banging. Yeah. I don't think there was moshing. I think it was more just head banging. Well, when I turned around, because like you guys, I like I was looking around to see like the crowd reaction and stuff. Because you're right, they did have that like whole crowd going, hey, hey. And then like when I looked over to the side, like when it was starting to get into the meat of the song, like you just saw like those like not like those like violent moshing, but just like that like that push and pull yeah. going on and stuff in the crowd, man. It was it was it was exciting to see. And then I just saw what's next on there. One, one was the most epic shit ever. Oh, like okay, it just gets the stage just goes black, and then they go into like this like sound effects to like a war, and like there's like lasers, there's explosions, there's like it's like you're actually in Afghanistan and shit. Fire off the side of the stage. Yeah, fuck man, and just feel everything. Like you actually feel like the heat of every fucking explosion that goes on and then yeah it kicks into like that beautiful guitar riff and you see like the silhouettes of like marching soldiers behind Kirk and it's just dude it's beautiful man and I love that too because as the song progresses like those soldiers change like they go from like into skeletons yeah and it turns into hell more than like <laughs> yeah. actual just going into war it turns into like hell yeah. Like they're turning into demons and monsters because it's like just war. Yeah, war. This song right here for me is probably one of the most emotional songs. I get teary-eyed every time. Two times that I've seen it live, like I wanted to just start bawling. So I was a little boy when I heard this song. And I never thought, man, I'm never going to see that live. Plus, I didn't really want to see it live because this fool scared the shit out of me. <laughs> the music video scared the shit out of me. And then I got the opportunity to see him twice perform this song, and it's just like it's an experience. One of the, one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard live is this one for sure. Like I feel like you you haven't seen everything there is to see in life unless you've seen Metallica play one live. Like like to me like that, that like that's one of the things that has to be like on your bucket list. Like and it's a story. It's not just it's not just another song that's written. Like oh we need. Give me money, I'm gonna write this song. Like, this is a story about a soldier's life, and he's just being ripped apart by war. Lose his sight. He'd rather be dead at this point than be alive from all the suffering he's doing. 
and as the song progresses it gets heavier and the solos are coming in it's just beautifully put together one of the most beautifully song, structured songs put together is this you one. feel what that soldier was going through because it's from a book called johnny get your gun and it's basically about a, a guy who loses his sight loses his hearing he loses all of his limbs he can't speak so he's basically he's trapped inside his own body and his mind and it's just like he's just wishing for death like god you know just take me away man because it's like at this point I have no way to communicate with anybody. Like, I don't know what's going on around me. I can't feel anything. Like, I'm just... Darkness. I'm, I'm just laying here. Not a vegetable, but just, like... It's a scary thought to think of. Yeah. Major PTSD. Hell, yeah. Reminded of, like, landmines and just limbs being blown off. Like, man. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a really interesting concept altogether. Just, like, sensory deprivation... And then the last experience you've ever had was, like, war. So, like, I think your mind would be stuck in that war. Hell. Like, you're literally stuck in hell. Like, that... But in a... Like a but... I, I don't know. It's it's a really, like, clever concept. And fucking creepy as hell at the same time. Yeah. Like, you're emotionally and physically scarred for life. Yeah. It's definitely the two... Number two song from... Something I Can Never Have by Nine Inch Nails. And this one are the two that literally make me teary-eyed and teary just down. Like, beautiful life. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> after that, Dylan. they bust into fucking Master of Puppets. Where I, say, I thought it was fucking... That's that, when he does that speech. Like, that's when he does that. Like, it doesn't matter, like, doesn't matter who you voted for. It doesn't matter. Like, he does that whole speech, yeah. Yeah. And what I appreciate about this is sometimes live they don't play this song all the way through, but this time they play this motherfucker all ten minutes yeah. of this glorious shit right here, dude. They had that really cool like background thing where it was like a hand with like puppet strings over large crosses started popping out. They had the crosses too. Yeah, they had crosses out. too. Well, it's like during like the breakdown bridge part that all of a sudden the background just turns into like a lot of crosses and you're going yeah, through like the graveyard or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that those like hands controlling Lars was fucking like sick. Which ties into one beautifully because it got you know it, it war and then it goes into you know the after you know like the graveyard or whatever and yeah. the government <laughs> holding all the strings or whatever like it it, it flowed into it perfectly like. Dude, yeah, it was pretty fucking amazing, man. At this point, like the show could have ended right there and I would have been cool with it. And then they played Saint Anger again <laughs> twice. I was like, dude, they're gonna play Saint Anger no, twice actually, in one night. They played Frantic. 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 Yeah. TikTok. TikTok. I think you might need a new microphone after this song. Thank you, Lars. Yeah, they no. just no, they didn't really play that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but they did play Fade to Black, which I think is a beautiful way to like calm yourself down. Because after you see like fucking Sabatru one and Master of Puppets. Like, you need to be calmed down a little bit. Like, you need to be taken down a notch. Sit your ass down. Check this out. Yeah, so. Which, which to, like Ben was saying, one is that song that fucking gets him teary-eyed. I think, like, when you really, like, listen to this song, like, this is a very emotionally deep song as well, man. I mean, it, it, I mean some people can interpret it as about suicide, but to me it's more about just being, like, in a very low place in your life and, like, not wanting to continue. And then at the end of it, you realize there's more to life and you know you just got to keep going on you know and it, it explains it through the music i think so 
where they play after that. Oh, after that? Is that the break? Does it go? Well, then they play Seek and Destroy. Oh, okay, yeah, never mind. There's no break. <laughs> this was the break. This is like when the whole Snake band, is. the whole band goes out to the middle of the stage at the Snake Pit. And they give that whole, like, you know what? We're going to take you guys back to, like, old school, to the garage. Of the garage days. Yeah, the garage days. They go out, they, like, they huddle around this little tiny part of the stage, and then they they do the, when I say seek, you say destroy. And, like, yeah. from Like, I would say this is the biggest hit. Like, at this point, this is the point where, like, the crowd really erupted to this. And, and they had all, like, Pomona in the background and LA in the background on the screens like cruising it in the screens oh yeah every city had their own version of Metallica rolling through their city so like Pomona was in the background and you know they had a lot of stories about that I think Lars had that story dude they had to actually stop the music real quick they uh they did a Van Halen cover which I thought that was really cool too because that's one of my favorite Van Halen songs I don't know if they did it. They, I think they might have did it just out of like. Oh, comedy. running with the devil. Yeah, you know they did it probably out of comedy, but it sounded fucking legit. You know what's like, funny about that though is, is like when James tried to sing like all high pitched like David Lee Roth. Like he, he was, was actually, he was he, he was, was actually singing it. it good. Yeah. And I think that was like more like Lars's idea because he was the one egging on a lot of like Pasadena and LA. Like, yeah, he did that. Like yeah. he kept doing that, and they did it. They played that song, and it sounded real. I was like, dang, if they played the whole song, I would have. They played just a portion of it, and I was still, like, happy about it. But oh, yeah. I think if they would have did the whole thing, that would have been pretty sick. Cause and that's the actually... only spot they did something like that, too, was Pasadena. Yeah. I hadn't really seen anything else like that at the, any of their other shows, so I mean, what that was gonna... really cool. Yeah, what are they going to do in San Diego? Play Blink-182? Like, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Is actually, they did. Oh, they did? No. Actually, they played St. Anger the entire album. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> it was the 10th anniversary. Alright, and then they, they, they pretend like they end the show, and I'm kind of pissed because when me and you saw them in uh, San Jose, remember they were like, um, they uh, let all those like inflatable balls out like that said Metallica on it, and I like almost fought a dude over one. They actually, they do that though, they, they did it at certain shows, because they did that at a recent show before the one we went to, they had all those Metallica beach balls, they did that at a show, but... Which they might just do unlimited, like... Yeah, like, I the think... Because they are playing, like, indoor arenas as well. Like, yeah, because Phoenix was like that. Yeah, because I think Phoenix did it. Like, whatever the indoor arenas are that can drop things from the middle, we'll do it, but obviously there's no top. Oh, yeah. the Rose Bowl. So, but, you know, they can't drop anything from the sky, so... And here's something, like, we were kind of conveniently, like, just uh, glazing over. There was a lot of celebrities there, man. I was about to say that before I get into the next Metallica song. I was going to say, let's take a break and think of... Like, all the people that we had seen there. Dave Grohl. The guy uh, from No Doubt, whatever his name is. Yeah, the... It was Tony Canole, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then... The guy used to fuck Gwen Stefani. Or not James. What's his name? James Addiction. Perry, what? Perry, Perry Farrell. Perry Farrell, yeah. Uh, who else was there? I mean, there's just, like, all these people that were just popping in and out of, like, this little backstage oh, area. Oh, the guy from Disturb, whatever his name Oh, yeah. Yeah, the lead singer. The... I mean, there was a lot of people there, like, for that show. I mean... It, I mean, it's probably, like I said, one of the biggest shows of the summer, if not the year. So it's like, of course, a lot of people are going to go to it. I mean, it, it's like I said, it's in the stadium. The only way they do shows in stadiums are like, like what, festival-type shows, you know, where they're going to have like 100 bands performing. Like, yeah. That's the only way you could play 
a festival or a stadium, I mean. Nowadays, yeah, but Metallica but did it just with themselves. Yeah, when you're just a band like Metallica, that's it, man. You don't really need... And they didn't actually even need openers. They could just play the whole time. And Dude, if Metallica played like three hours straight, like I would not complain. No complaints. I'll, I'm going to make sure I have the earplugs, but I mean... <laughs> Next time, earplugs, man. Yeah. So That was, that was my bad. <laughs> Asshole. But anyways, so this is where they jump off stage and they pretend like, oh, okay, the show's over, everybody, go home or whatever. And then they come out and they play Frantic again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was some kind of monster they came so out. So god. They actually did that song where No, they did the Lulu album. Metallica and Ja Rule. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did that one. What's the Metallica and Ja Rule song called? <laughs> some kind of rap thing. Fucking The Unforgiven Six. <laughs> No, but they play Battery. The song Ben DJ Benny Ben's playing right now. Battery was also the next one song of my favorite. Yeah, oh, that yeah, was, uh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. coming back from the break. Fuck, that was so brutal. Like, that was so fucking heavy, dude. I uh, in my mind, I'm like, okay, never got to see Creeping Death, Battery, or uh, Blackened. So hearing Battery was, was like, all right, he's good. At least I got to hear one of the three. It would have been nice to hear all three, but. And necks would be broken, body parts would be broken. It just—it was perfect. And and just to go back to that first show that I ever saw Metallica with, they opened with Battery. And my experience with Battery is all I remember is being all of a sudden just pushed against like the the railings and like losing consciousness. And like my my last memory before like I lost consciousness and got like <laughs> uh, thrown all the way back to the 50 yard line. Was fucking just seeing James playing like the opening riff of battery and like hearing this like da 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 and just like I was like, alright, I guess I'm dying seeing fucking James Hetfield like two feet away from me. And like I was totally okay with it. Yeah, that's pretty fucking brutal, dude. Yeah. I got that one all live. I, I wanted that one live. And one and I almost have from the bell pulls until the guy knocked my phone into the crowd. <laughs> I was like, fuck man, I would have this whole song live. And what do they? Oh, okay. And then they played "Nothing Else Matters" after that, because I guess okay. After you play "Battery," you gotta like. You gotta slow it down, man. I actually, they did that. I actually would have hoped that they would have played that right before the encore. Like, I wish it would have just been like heavy after the encore. But yeah, I guess you gotta play that song at some point. Yeah, because I mean, but they did that like every every time they had a heavy song, every time they had a group of heavy songs, they had to like mellow it down just a little bit. Because I mean, I think probably "Battery" was. Probably one of the most intense songs live. Oh yeah, that actually was the most intense song they had live because it was probably like one of the most expected ones. Maybe I don't know. Like a lot of like the earlier stuff is probably the most expected. Yeah. But when you hear like Battery, Blacken, or Creeping Death, those songs are just like, like be prepared for my back to be broken. <laughs> shit, you know, like you know I'm like prepared for that fucking guy wearing the Jason mask yelling that he's seen Metallica 16 times to go crazy. But I think somebody laid him out. And <laughs> was there a dude wearing a mask? Yeah, he was the one that kept yelling, I see Metallica 16 times, motherfuckers! Be ready up there in the front, you better hold your ground, goddammit! Oh, was that that yeah. drunk guy? Yeah, it was a drunk guy. And I think somebody laid him out. <laughs> that was it, because you didn't really hear about him anymore. Yeah, I don't remember that guy at all, man. I it's, do remember though, it's like... Oh, I saw like this pit kind of erupted right behind us, and it was like kind of younger dudes, and there was like an older dude oh, in the yeah. middle of it, and I think he just thought it was like a fight, so he started fighting those dudes, and like it was just like, man, don't get, don't get in that fight, old man. 
Well, break your fucking yeah. hips. Yeah, they, they started doing like a pattern with this song ending to the next song. Yeah, that was beautiful. Because the next song is... Enter Sandman. Enter Sandman. And like, he did like the, the guitar solo ending that blends perfectly into this guitar riff. And like, even though like, you know, this is definitely their most popular song. You know, this is the most radio friendly song. It was pretty badass. Like, I was not disappointed that they closed on this. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, I mean, you have to end with either, like, a hit like this or Seek and Destroy. Like, yeah. I feel like it's it's going to get... It's going to send you home happy, man. Like, you, like the $150 ticket you just spent, like, it was this was well worth it right here. Because they, they... I mean, this song is, like, what? Like, a four-minute song or whatever? Yeah. Like, they turned it into, like, an eight-minute ep- eight epic, too. Because I think, like, at the end... They played, like, the Freight Ends of Sanity or something like that. Like, they just totally, like, made it into this, like, epic extravaganza towards the end. Yeah, it was pretty fucking brutal, dude. And then, this is when, like, fireworks started erupting, like, everywhere around us. Like, they definitely saved, the like, the best for last, like, visually. Like, like ev- all around the fucking arena, like, there were just fireworks going off everywhere. And, like, I was trying to, like, get it all on Snapchat, like, everywhere. But it was just like, dude, you... Everywhere you looked, like, something was going on. So, yeah. like, I kind of would want to do what, like, that kid was saying. Like, if I was to see the show again, see it from the pit, like, where we were at, and then probably get a seat next time. Like, in an angle where I could see the whole show and see, like, the whole stage. Because the whole stage was actually Metallica's logo. And, oh, yeah. Like, it had the M at one stage and the A at the other. And then, like, at the very end, it was it spell out Metallica. And then you could see all the pyro and all the fireworks. It's like, where we were at, you couldn't see the fireworks from the line, but... It was still good, but I think, like, you got to kind of get every experience. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like, like a tool show. Yeah, you want to get it, like, okay, I've seen them, like, like 10 feet away from me. I don't mind seeing them, like, 20 feet or, like, yeah. back, you know, to see, like, the whole show, to get the whole experience of it. But I will say this, though, like, towards the end, like, when we fucking, like, the, everything was all over or whatever, I was, like, two centimeters away from grabbing Lars's stick, and we got picked from James... Um, Kurt and Rob this time. Yeah, I think we all got two picks, right? Yeah. Yeah. I gotta admit, there was like one of the picks I saw had like scuff on it, so I was like, oh, I think this is one of the ones he played with. Oh, shit. I, I kept that one for myself, though. I think I gave you one. I was like, you can have this You one. never left over, you dumb motherfucker. I'll take this one. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, no, it was, it was, it was incredible, dude. Like, yeah. what song are you playing right now? Huh? I don't know. This is like a bump version. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going into it. Yeah. I, what? Is this on the actual CD? It's like, a deluxe edition. It's on Apple Music? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, maybe that's one. <laughs> Fucking Dr. Dre hooked it up with all the stuff. You should just play it from, um... Actually, the, uh... Through the Never. Through the Never sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That was actually, like, the show we got to see in San Jose. Yeah, the Through the Never. Like, this set list was similar yeah. to that one. Dude, Through the Never. And they give a little shout-out to Through the Never, uh, like, as their background in one of the, during one of the songs. I don't remember what song it was. Oh, yeah. It was, like, a scene from the movie, huh? Yeah. But it was pretty cool, dude. Overall, man, like, you know, it was maybe, like... It was maybe, like, not, like, so, you know, you go to different shows and every band kind of, like, 
kind of takes it to where, where like you go to a tool show and it's it's very artsy and it's all these things you know that's what you expect from a tool show or a nine Chanel show or something like that. When you went to see Metallica, it was exactly what you thought it was gonna be. It was like fucking brutal. It was metal. It was like, as I said earlier, I think Ride the Lightning is like the best metal album of all time. And that's what you saw. You saw the magnitude and the spectacle of like seeing a show at the Rose Bowl. Like, it was like the Super Bowl type of shit, man. Yeah, like, it that's, was. That's what I was about to say. It's like seeing WrestleMania or the Super Bowl live, or like the like your favorite team winning the NBA championship like on your home floor, like that. That it's like maybe even better than that because yeah, everybody's winning right there. Dude, it was it was pretty fucking incredible, man. Like. It was definitely not an art show. It was definitely more of like a fucking like let's fucking let's fucking do this. Like it was fucking metal as fuck. Like it was exactly what I would want a metal show to be. And I can't. I like honestly like like four days after that. Like every day I was listening to this album, the Through the Never album, because I just wanted to relive that experience. Like I was just like, man, great fucking show, man. Hell yeah, great show. So I walked away from that show. And to me, the first Metallica show I ever saw, I always say to everybody, okay, yeah, like any show I ever go to, I'm like, yeah, that that was a good show, but it's not Metallica. The first time I saw Metallica, good. Every time I think back to this show, I think this might top the first time I saw Metallica. And maybe that there's a lot of like, you know, attachments to, you know, the first time I saw Metallica, maybe it wasn't as great as I thought it was. But this, this actually might be one of the best shows I ever saw. And like you said, I, between the three of us, we've probably seen well over 300 like concerts and shows and shit. Like I said, I've seen every large act from the original Black Sabbath, Dio's Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Motorhead. I've, I've seen them all except for Pantera and Megadeth. And I gotta say, this concert might have been the best concert I, I've seen in my life. What about, what about you, Ben? It's definitely the best concert of the year. Um, for a classic band, you know, metal, Metallica is probably the best band I've seen when it comes to that. It's like Jacob, I got to see some, some of the old school bands, and you know, but yeah, it's definitely up there. This year, I mean, I already knew it was going to be the best show this year, just because I've been, I really like Hardwired for, for Self Destruct, and I like Death Magnetic, and you know, there's just a lot of like emotions when I hear their music, especially like being a little kid listening to it, and never thinking, oh, I'm gonna see these guys live, and you get to see them live. And then you get to see them live in like stadiums from when they first started their careers, like, you know, when they got real big. That's all they were playing back in the day, like the 80s and 90s, or like yeah. big ass stadiums. And like, you'd see like these big ass tours with them, Guns N' Roses and Metallica, or like Metallica on tour with like Anthrax and freaking Slayer. Slayer. Like you get to see that now from these and it's just amazing. And with all the visuals and all the lights and cameras and action and it's just like amazing. Was not disappointed. What about you, man? Um, I mean, I don't really know how to rank it. Like I'm trying to think. I mean, like as far as like the show itself, I, I can't say anything but like positive things about it. Like it was incredible, dude. It lived up to the hype. It was worth every penny. Like absolutely worth it. Like it's probably the most expensive ticket I paid for <laughs> all year for a concert. Totally worth it. Like 
you know, I mean, I'm trying to think, like, I love the Mastodon show, it's pretty fucking dope, and, like, and Man Chanel's pretty fucking dope, but, you know, they all fit into their own little world, like, that's what I wanted out of Mastodon, and that's what I wanted out of Man Chanel's, like, I wanted to, like, you know, I got what I wanted out of Metallica, like, that shit was fucking, like, hard-hitting, I loved it, and I wanted to relive it, and, like, because, you know, like, that's the scale that they were performing to was fucking humongous, and they lived up to that. Yeah. So like, you know, that's that ain't that's not easy to do, you know. And like, I loved it. I give it an A plus. <laughs> well, well, that said, I, I kind of don't want to end this podcast, man. I, I I feel like we're reliving <laughs> the moment that we were in. Yeah, it was pretty incredible, dude. Even the even the drive home was cool, dude. Like, just dude. like. Dude, dude, okay. So the tradition is, like, no matter where we go, like, when we come back from L.A., the tradition is always fucking... In and out. In and out. (laughs) And the chronic and doggy style. Like, no matter where we go or where we come... We could be coming back from church in L.A., which, I mean, hasn't happened, but I'm I'm sure, like, once we turn 40 or whatever, it might happen. (laughs) (laughs) This song... Was one of the songs that we played coming back from San Jose on my first time seeing this album, and I remember me and Jacob singing this whole song. From this is my to favorite end. song on this album. So it is a tradition. The Chronic going into LA, leaving LA is like that song, that album. I mean, that you gotta play when you're going into LA or you're leaving LA. I think we were all pretty fucking destroyed though. Yeah, like, we didn't get in and out. Grill them all was still hitting the spot. Dude, I was still full, like, like about 13 hours later after eating all that shit. Like, I, I, I didn't eat even breakfast the next morning and shit. Yeah, dude. I, um... We did go to a gas station, and there was, like, some, like, douchey, like, dude in there, like, trying to start a fight. I don't know. Maybe there was all the adrenaline, but I was, like, about ready to, like, fucking... <laughs> there was that little ghetto boy, too, that was, uh, asking for money, you know, to clean my windows. I gave him some money. The Asian guy? Yeah, and he had, like, a dog with him. See, but see, this is where my heart melted. At the beginning of this this trip, like, I was that asshole that was cutting in front of line to get, like, the first hamburger. Fucking throwing a little kid off a fucking rail just to be on fucking the front of a concert. But then, like, at the end of the show, after listening to fucking four hours of heavy metal music, like, I was sitting there, like, talking to this bum for, like, an hour and a half, like, fucking petting his dog, asking, like, because I guess the dog had, like, a broken foot or something, yeah. too. And I was like, oh, man, like, is there any way we can help get this dog? Like, I wanted to, like, adopt this dog. Like, I wanted to take him home or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, that that's the difference. Like, Jacob before Metallica and Jacob after, like, like. Yeah. I, I think, like, that it's definitely, like, you know, you go to a concert like that, and it's, like, it's like Fight Club, you know, like all that shit that was bugging you, all the like frustrations throughout the week with like work and whatever it may be, um, like all that shit's gone, man. Like you get all that anger out of you by like, singing yeah. along to music like this, and like it's a great stress it, reliever. Yeah, it's it's nothing but positive stuff. Like I always hear like negative things about like metal and metal concerts and how it's violent and aggressive, but it's like you get all that shit out, man. You come out a better person after. It's and, definitely stressful when you Yeah, yeah. I, I encourage... If, if you're listening to this and you've never been inside of a show, you've never been in a pit, you've never been, like, with your friends, and you're, like, you leave a show and you're covered in sweat, most of it's not even your own sweat. Yeah. Some of it's some blood stains on it, whatever, like... Dude, just do it, because it's, like... It's the most alive you'll ever feel. Yeah. 
And I feel like every time we go to a concert, I feel like all of us, like, we become closer as friends as well. And even, like, the Nick. Like, I feel like with him, like, it's like, I've only, like, literally, like, met him, like, for a split second before. But, like, I feel like, okay, like, now this dude's, like, one of my, like, he's family now. Yeah, he's super too, man. Nationals and, uh, and Metallica, man. He did really good on both of them. Hell yeah. So, Nick, we're giving you an official uh, shout out. So, and you guys got anything else? No, that's it. Uh, give us a like if you're listening to on whatever the fuck you listen to. <laughs> what is this? Like, Pod? Podbean? Podbean or whatever the fuck this is. We're on iTunes. It don't matter. Uh, I would say leave a review, but I don't fucking read them. Like, <laughs> I don't see anything. So it's like, yeah, I guess give it a like. Subscribe. Send some hate mail. Actually, you know what? I will say this. If you want to hear any topic, you want to hear us discuss anything, go ahead and send it. I'm willing to hear like suggestions to like what you guys think we, we should talk about. Yeah, get us at get at us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm at the Jacob Pixton. Uh, and I'm at just Art Trejo. Art Trejo. Where, where, where can the people find you at, Ben? Grinder. <laughs> um, Asian singles. Um. <laughs> Christian Mingle, actually, <laughs> and uh, I, I just started getting into that uh, Farmers Only, Yeah. so you can look me up on farm, Farmers Only. Farmersmeat.com. Dude, I've never meat. heard of any of these sites, so you guys are bringing They're on TV all the time, man. Like, I don't watch TV. It's like you're watching South Park, and all of a sudden they're like, blackpeoplemeat.com. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Womeninkages.com. Well, on that note, <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night.